Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO Sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. All right, everybody, this is Faux Monday, the snackable campaign show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course drops a full episode every Thursday. But until then, happy Faux Monday. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and of course, FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, coming up on Thursday, we have Walter Masterson, who is a TikTok influencer, and his story is insane. But since we're going to be talking about TikTok, it is natural to start thinking about the people who live on TikTok. And a lot of those people are in Gen Z. Now, Gen Z currently constitutes nearly a quarter of the population, and it is the most racially and ethnically diverse generation in our nation's history, in America, but all over the world. And I have somebody who is looking very carefully at Gen Z and trying to figure out the decisions that Gen Z is making, particular with healthcare. So my guest today is Lisa Blau, the founding partner of Able Partners. Lisa, welcome to Faux Mondays. Thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about Gen Z and their healthcare needs. So let's start before we even get into that. Tell me about Able Partners and then tell me about why you decided to do this study. Sure. So Able Partners um, is an early stage consumer venture fund. Um, focused exclusively on investing in health and wellness. We like to invest in um, positive living. So that's the brands that are helping the consumer live a healthier, happier, more meaningful life. And we're particularly interested in closing what we refer to as the wellness gap. So that's the gap that exists when we see rising economic indicators, but decreasing measures of health and well-being, both physical and mental. So at our fund, we spend a lot of time looking at the innovators, entrepreneurs, and businesses that are helping to close that gap. It's historically where the consumer has been stigmatized, overlooked, or underserved by businesses or by our systems of care. And so that's where we've spent a ton of time, um, particularly in disruptive healthcare. And, um, you know, our team at Able Partners um, partnered up with another fund that we collaborate with a lot, Springbank Collective. And, you know, we were just talking about what the world would look like in five to 10 years. 
And it's really impossible to have that conversation without, you know, recognizing the impact that Gen Z will have on the healthcare system in the next decade. Um, you know, as, as you said a little bit at the top, right, Gen Z, they were born between 1997 and 2012. And at this point in time, uh, the adult Gen Zers, they're leaving home, you know, they're graduating from school and they're starting their first jobs. And as a result, they are navigating the healthcare system on their own for the very first time. By 2030, they're going to make up 30% of the workforce. Their earnings will reach $2 trillion. You know, there are a number of assumptions out there about Gen Z's preferences, but we really wanted to take a quantitative and qualitative approach to understand um, more about their healthcare needs and expectations. You know, I'm really curious as I think about Gen Z. So you know, everybody talks about Gen Z, like the way they talked about millennials, but like few people like sit down and really think about like, what is this generation all about? So if we step back at the 10,000 foot level, I mean, and, and look at the foundings in your study, I, I was really interested because it's like, it is a very different group of people than, than even the millennials. Like what are some of the kind of big characteristics that you see in Gen Z? They're the most diverse, right? You know, half of Gen Z is, is racially diverse or an ethnic minority, um, you know, more than 20% um, identify as LGBTQIA and 22% have at least one immigrant parent. You know, at the same time, um, they're feeling burned out. 46%, you know, feel burnout due to the demands of their working environments. And, you know, they're also um, a very, uh, you know, social media savvy um, engaged generation. That's how they grew up. And, you know, more than half of Gen Z is on TikTok, um, accounting for about, I think, 60% of TikTok space. But within this study, we really wanted to understand and kind of debunk some of the assumptions about this generation as they start to approach their healthcare. So, you know, one of the most surprising findings for us as we think of this generation kind of stereotypically as being tech addicted was that they prefer convenient in-person healthcare as the majority, um, you know, said they want in-person office visits, right? 62% said that they, an in-person visit was their preferred way to communicate with a healthcare provider. And and 50% said um, convenient location was their number one criteria. So, you know, this was, to be honest, even though we're healthcare investors, it was, um, it was surprising to us. And I think when we double click on that to really better understand, you know, their preferences, we really know that this generation is about is not about one or the other. There is nuance to their preferences, and they really want to blend the offline experiences and the online, you know, tech-enabled touch points that gives them, you know, flexibility and immediate response and easy interface to schedule and communicate. And we have a few hypotheses about what the, this kind of ties back to a couple of themes, right? I think they have a desire for authentic connection. And they also at the same time have a unique definition of health. Uh, authentic connection, right? They've been referred to as the loneliest generation. And I think this was magnified by, by the pandemic and by, um, you know, the generation's really like inability to make meaningful connections in, in really critical years of their lives. Um, and, and as it relates to their unique definition of health, you know, you and I probably thought of, of health as, you know, annual checkup, you know, you're, you're going to visit your doctor and you're getting things, you know, taken care of. But for Gen Z, they're really viewing their health um, on a continuum 
It's about everyday behavioral changes to continuously better their physical and mental well-being. You know, better sleep, more exercise, stress management, all these things, you know, are, are really important to them. Um, and I think it's because they see health as their most important continuous investment. Um, and I think that's why they really want to make authentic connection with their healthcare providers. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. FOMO. One of the things that I thought was really interesting about the study that didn't surprise me, but I was, you know, it sort of confirmed some of the things that I've been thinking about is that Generation Z is really focused on mental health as part of their health identity. And so especially expecting, you know, employers to be there with solutions when it comes to mental health. So talk about some of those findings because on FOMO Sapiens, a lot of times we've been, you know, we spent a lot of time in the last couple of years talking about that nexus between productivity, mental health and business. Uh, so what did you find? Yeah, I mean, really unbelievable, right? Mental health care benefits um, are the number one request from employers behind the 401k. So, you know, once again, you and I are, are Gen X and, my expectation when I was coming out of college was not that my employer was going to pay for my mental health, you know, care. So this generation, they expect it, they're demanding it. Um, and I think, you know, in a fragmented healthcare system, employers have really been taking on a larger role, you know, in providing healthcare for their employees. Um, I think 50% of Americans get healthcare through their employers and as investors, we've seen a big spike in investment in health tech companies that are building for the employer channel. Gen Zs can have an enormous impact here with the norms and the culture and the work on the the workplace. And um, you know, I think we see that 
with them really advocating um, and communicating to their employer that that healthcare is mental health care. Um, they're also, you know, there's a generational change in terms of their comfort um, with talking about mental health, both online and offline. Um, 68% of our respondents said they're very or somewhat comfortable talking about mental health. Um, you know, so on the one hand, that suggests a really steep decline in stigma, but I think it also aligns, um, you know, with our other findings about the rise in stress and depression for a generation, you know, that's really faced a few challenging, challenging years. You know, I think 42% said they're working with a therapist either sometimes or daily, you know, relative to older generations, this generation is significantly more likely to seek mental health therapy or counseling. And we think that's, it's it's a great thing, right? The stigma has been reduced. They self-advocate. They're comfortable talking about it. You know, unfortunately, the, the mental health distress that they're um, experiencing as a generation, you know, is unprecedented. Um, but hopefully, you know, they're going to advocate to get the tools and services that they need. And actually, social media has become you know, a real place for them to receive support and feel less alone. It's interesting. I was reading over the weekend an article precisely about this, that the, the, the stigma is, is, is not there in the way that it was. And you think about, you know, a singer like Shawn Mendes or a Naomi Osaka that are, that are taking a step away from their work for their own mental health. So this is a positive development that we're going to see, I think, more and more conversation around this. Now, Lisa, I want to do a little favor here because your job is to invest in great companies. We know what your investment thesis is. And listeners to this show are entrepreneurs and builders that may just show up at your office one day with a great business plan. So what can entrepreneurs do to meet the needs of Gen Z, especially when it comes to healthcare? And, you know, what are you seeing in your own sort of pipeline that uh, are companies that are excite you in this space or maybe companies you've invested in? I think the employer channel is is really an important channel. It's where we're seeing a lot of some of the best businesses and innovators, um, you know, creating and building solutions. Um, we're investors in Spring Health, you know, which is a phenomenal business that sells into the employer channel that's helping, you know, the employer match their employee to the absolute best care possible. We're also excited about finding ways to use, um, you know, community, whether that be through social media or otherwise, um, to, you know, to reach Gen Z, um, you know, where, where they are, meet them where they are and where they're comfortable. Uh, we're also invested in a business that's actually like supporting the, the content creators in the, the mental health space that are really speaking to this population and, and looking for support. We've invested in a lot of businesses that actually support the therapists and make their work, you know, more efficient and more effective. You know, we need more therapists in this country. Um, and the therapists that we do have, there's a lot of like roadblocks and um, opportunity to unlock hours and times and resources for them. So we're, you know, invested in businesses like Alma Health that have been able to do that. And I think that founders need to understand, you know, this generation, um, treat them like the unique set of, of young adults that they are uh, relative to previous generations. Embrace, um, you know, their willingness to talk about mental health, 
to advocate, to make time, prioritize, spend out of pocket on it. Um, but also, as we said at the top of the conversation, this is, you know, one of the very most diverse generations, and they also need to find therapists that look and feel and sound like them. Um, and so, you know, I think creating um, a more diverse workforce within the category is also important. And so founders who are thinking about that, um, well, it will serve them well. You know, we're also even going a little bit younger and starting to think about that younger Gen Z population that isn't in the employer channel yet. How do you reach them? Obviously, you know, schools are a great channel um, to reach that population. Um, the earlier you can get support and intervene, you know, the better the long-term outcomes. So that's something we've been thinking a lot about as well. All right, everybody. So I want you to go to genzhealth.com, read up on what we've been talking about here so you can start a business to pitch Lisa. You can find her website at ablepartners.nyc. Lisa Blau, founding partner in Able Partners. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Patrick. It was great being here. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis. 